Phineas Ntwaba reminded me of a moment in 2010 when Bafana Bafana was still a proper team. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm going to leave it, when it was still a proper team. And uh, uh, that moment in 1994, absolutely incredible. Uh, in 2010 as well, um, we, we had a moment where Vicky Simpson uh, gave us a rendition um, and Bafana Bafana did almost... Uh, did us proud um, but yeah it's it's one of those we move right along and uh, as we begin our conversation uh, will expropriation without compensation take away people's property rights and I know that um, this has been a contentious issue and lots of questions asked and uh, at times you know with no satisfactory answers and the Institute of Race Relations uh, launched a campaign to give ordinary people uh, the opportunity to oppose what they term uh, government a threat to take away property rights. And joining us right now on the line is Marius Rod, uh, Rod, who is a campaign manager. Good afternoon and welcome, Marius. Good afternoon. Thank you so much uh, for taking our call. Uh, perhaps if you can just uh, help uh, clarify that from your organization's uh, point of view, what are some of uh, the dangers that the country face in, in how we are approaching the land issue? Uh, well, um, as we know, with expropriation without compensation, it's not going to be, uh, it looks like it could possibly not only be agricultural land, it's possible that it could be all land, which would include all property. And uh, property rights are cornerstone of any prosperous uh, country. Getting uh, rid of property rights or eroding them in any way uh, would be pretty bad for ordinary people and for uh, the economy. And, and what is your proposal um, as, as you highlight these concerns? Well, as we've seen, um, there's no need to change Section 25 of the Constitution. It's quite possible for the government to expropriate uh, land or property uh, as the Constitution stands at the moment. Uh, we think that the, what should happen is that a test case should be conducted, which has been suggested by others, to test this uh, action uh, through, if necessary through the court system. And, and I mean, the, the proposal also um, talks about the fact that many organizations and political parties have mobilized to support um, the government's drive for expropriation. So from where you sit, uh, what, what's missing? Is that uh, not consultative enough? Uh, well, uh, we also need to consult with uh, ordinary people. And there has actually been quite a short amount of time given to allow people to uh, consult uh, on this matter. So that is why we are calling on people if they would like to endorse our submission to go to our website, which is iwr.org.za, <clears throat> and they can look at our submission there. And if they do uh, agree with it, they can endorse it on our website. So what has been the response thus far? Uh, well, we seem to have got... Uh, Quite a good response. People are quite concerned about uh, moves by the government uh, to possibly amend Section 25. And uh, people are concerned about what could happen. And, and I mean, you regard this as, as fraud um, from where you stand. Um, don't you believe that uh, perhaps some, you know, there is some recourse in, in expropriating uh, based on the constitution of the country? Um, well, we aren't opposed to expropriation. We just think that expropriation without compensation and uh, eroding of property rights is not the way for South Africa to do it. Mm. Um, countries without property rights do not do well economically. Uh, property rights, as I said earlier, is a foundation of a prosperous society. Yeah. And as I've said, we do not need uh, expropriation without compensation or to amend Section 25 to uh, not allow for expropriation. 
All right, uh, we take your calls. Um, uh, do join in the conversation on 0891-104-207 and uh, also welcome your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107 and uh, your SMS is 40938, charged at 150. And the question we ask is, um, is the government uh, giving uh, ordinary citizens enough time uh, to respond to the call? And uh, when did the campaign start? Until when uh, should citizens um, they must have responded by when? Responded by when, Marius? Uh, by next Friday. That is when the deadline is for all submissions. And and I mean, this call. Uh, what platforms are used um, to communicate? The the ordinary citizens that you are targeting right now. Do they have access um, to what is being proposed and uh, uh, ways and means to contribute to um, ensuring that uh, they their views are also represented? Well, as I said, we are uh, making available on our website our submission, which people are welcome to um, endorse if they like. But ordinary people can <clears throat> uh, put their views forward to Parliament in uh, a number of separate forums. They definitely don't need to go uh, through our submission. And indeed, there might be people who disagree with our submission. So they can certainly go through uh, other uh, ways of uh, giving their thoughts to Parliament. I mean, they'll, they'll be able to do it through emails or uh, writing a letter to Parliament and so on. Still reflecting on on what is um, currently on offer, you mentioned that there's you know one of the submission points by the African National Congress um, repeatedly claims that uh, uh, expropriation without compensation will return land to the people, and you're saying that this is fundamentally misleading. Explain this. Uh, well, under the current proposal, it seems that they would land would rather be nationalized than returned to people. And we've also seen what has, what has happened is when land has been re- returned to people who were dispossessed of it from the past, they haven't been given individual title to it. So they don't own the land. They are still tenants of the state. At the end of the day, they are just living on state land. Even though it is land that was taken away from them, individual people are not giving, are not being uh, returned to, uh, not having land returned to them. As I said, the, this land still vests with the state. And uh, with most land reform programs, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people still don't, have not been given individual title. As South Africans, we have uh, less than two weeks um, to make your voices heard um, as uh, say whether uh, you would support a policy that would allow uh, the state to take uh, property without paying for it as uh, it stands. And uh, this is according to the Institute of Race Relations. And we're taking your calls. I would like to hear um, your views after this. Call Chris Salda now, 0891-104-207. SAFM Radio, we both on Twitter and Facebook, uh, and you can also uh, hashtag us, SAFM Lifetime Live, and uh, we take your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107, and also SMSs at 40938, charged at 250. We take your calls right now. Joining me on the line is Marius Rood, uh, who is uh, from the Institute of Race Relations as we talk about uh, the question we're asking, will expropriation without compensation take away your right uh, to uh, people's property rights? In other words, your property rights. Let's take Alex in Jobek. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And good afternoon to the listeners as well. Uh, I think there is a problem with the approach by the Institute. It is unhistorical. Already millions of South Africans do not have land because it was expropriated from them without compensation through wars of colonial conquest and uh, 
uh, apartheid legislation. And the legislation that established the Union of South Africa, there are those things that have happened. What should happen is that land must be restored to those from whom it was taken. Secondly, we must attend to the needs of those from whom land was not taken, but they are landless. We cannot continue with the current situation where a minority based on a racist history of South Africa command control of large tracts of our land and the majority do not have access to land. That is unsustainable. The Constitution as it stands at present does provide for expropriation of land. That is uh, with compensation. However, it has a clause that allows the state to depart from the provisions of the property clause if that clause stands in the way of land restitution, land redistribution, mm-hmm. and uh, equitable access to land. Those laws must be adopted, as the ANC correctly argued, and they must be robustly implemented. However, should at the end of the day, the Constitution prove to be standing in the way of this redress, mm. it will have to be amended. Property clause is not something that is in general. In South Africa, when you talk about property, sorry, property rights, you're yeah. talking about capitalist property rights, in terms of which only a few individuals enjoy those rights and on the basis of the color of their race and the location of their class. Majority black people and workers do not have access to land. That has to change. Got you. Thank you, Alex. And um, I'm I'm sure that uh, Marius will respond to you. Billy in PE, good afternoon. Good morning, Billy. Ah, Bob. Let me give my two cents worth. Go ahead. Now, for any property transaction, whether it's a property Mm. on top of the land that is... um, if you can just uh, hold hold a while, Billy. Uh, Marius, you live on air, so any movement, any um, we'll try and put you no, on hold. Um, but please be mindful that you are live on air. Billy, you can go ahead. Apologies for that. Okay. Now, any property transaction, be it a vacant land or a property with a structure on top of the land, mm-hmm. um, simply put, it needs three Ps. Right? Mm. The first P, the property, that was the parties to the property, seller, buyer. The second P, the property description, F number, so and so, measuring so many square meters. The last P, the price, those three Ps. Mm. Now, your South African Institute of Relations was formed way before apartheid, that is before 48. It was based on a liberal ideology. Mm. which simply states, in life, you succeed because of your inherent strengths and abilities, and conversely, you fail because of your inherent weaknesses and deficits. All right? Mm-hmm. So your South African Institute of Relations then, I think, formed something somewhere in the 1926. It was based on that ideology. Your guest, Marius, says nothing, okay, about the structure of why we are in this situation. In other words, those properties were not taken based on those three Ps, mm. right? They were taken by force. So the three Ps did not apply. So this nonsense argument of willing buyer, willing seller did not apply up initially, in other words, from the beginning. So therefore, 
we can't be looking at the vicissitudes of markets to solve social problems. Okay? Go to be now Dalimbofu, Dalimbofu, Nurai Tobi, and Sebenza all say Section 25 must be amended so that the land gets expropriated without compensation. Thank you very much and good afternoon. Good afternoon to you too. Marius, your response? Uh, well, just in response to Alex, yeah. uh, research has shown that uh, most uh, people actually want access to jobs and employment rather than access to land. And having access to land doesn't inherently make somebody rich. There's only about 35,000 farmers in South Africa. Most people uh, would rather be working in jobs and so on. And uh, just, uh, I've missed the other caller's name, but uh, the issue of regulations was started in 1929. He's correct in saying it was started before apartheid. But uh, the issue of regulations was one of the uh, few organizations that stood up against apartheid from 1948. And despite having liberal ideology, did not seem to think that uh, racial discrimination was okay in any way. Uh, was one of the one of the only bulwarks amongst uh, white people against the apartheid. Mm. And uh, that is something that, that fought hard between, uh, from 1948 till the end of uh, apartheid in the early 90s. All right. Uh, there's also um, the, a, a notion that your approach is wrong and it's quite prob- problematic in addressing this issue. Well, people can have that opinion. We'll put forward our side of the uh, argument and people can agree or disagree with it. Uh, we're, uh, we have done research to show that uh, we believe our approach is right, but people are obviously welcome to disagree with that. All right, uh, let's take uh, Mr. Mlambo in Funda Bail Park. Good afternoon and welcome to uh, Lifetime Live with Chris Alda. Okay, good afternoon. How are you? Good, thank you, sir. Okay, before we start anything, I wanted to ask Marius, uh, does he know the 10 points of the Freedom Charter? Or does he contest on those points to say, okay, right, I don't agree with that point of the Freedom Charter. So the Freedom Charter is straightforward, only 10 sentences shorter than the Bible, because now you can't know the Bible and you don't know the Freedom Charter. So the Freedom Charter, when you come to this issue of sharing, the, this issue of brotherhood, this issue of saying, let's live together. Mm-hmm. There's nobody who has changed anybody to say must go out of South Africa. The land as it is now, it belongs to the government because it's in the border of the RSA. But mm-hmm. what happens is the people, they don't have land, but the land is owned by the government and there are other people who are owning land and some people are not owning. What the government is doing now is just to say, okay, right, in this case, let's share equitable, so that everybody benefits. So, can he answer, does he know any of the sentences of the Freedom Chapter? All right, let's find out. Let's find out. Um, Marius, do you know any sentences of uh, the Freedom Chapter? Is it uh, the proposal that you make, is it any way connected to the Freedom Chapter? I assume your call is talking about the uh, line about those who work the land shall share. Yeah, those who live in it. The Freedom Chapter is... uh, not a legal document in South African law, so um, I'm not sure what the relevance of it is. Uh, South African law and our constitutional democracy is built around the Constitution. All right, and, and that's your response. Um, what do you say to um, a report that says black people own less than 2% of all land and only 4% of the agricultural land leaves out 61% um, of land which is privately owned? Uh, there have been some issues with uh, these different kinds of um, uh, surveys that have done. Uh, 
when people buy land, it's no longer done. Uh, you don't have to give your rates when you buy land. Uh, so uh, these, all these surveys are done looking at title deeds and looking at people's surnames. So there might be some truth in what's, uh, what these surveys say, but I don't think we can say with any certainty, actually. But at the same time, it, it is obvious that uh, black people do own less land than uh, white South Africans, and this is for a number of reasons. Uh, firstly, one of those is because of the history of South Africa and the history of dispossession that we have in this country. And the second one is that um, most of the land is held by governments and companies and so on. Which is not, um, uh, uh, which we is not racially classified, and as I said to you earlier, lots of land that is uh, has been restored to people is still owned by the government and has not been given to individual people. All right, uh, we're taking a, a news break, and I would like you to just uh, clarify how the Institute of Race Relations um, proposes then that uh, we move forward in expropriation without compensation. And here's the news headlines with Utsile Sako. Hashtag SAFM Lifetime. We're taking your calls right now on 0891-104-207 and uh, your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. Uh, let's take uh, some of your SMSs. Uh, of course, it will affect uh, property rights. Uh, does the government want to make us um, to make a permanent tenant to them uh, in a property that you bought? And that's uh, from Momo. And uh, Africans aren't uh, homogeneous mass. Uh, there are numerous uh, black nations in, in South Africa. Uh, which nation? was displaced where, when, by whom, and that must be first unscrambled um, before we can talk about restoration. That's from BM. Hi, does Maris know what percentage of our land is held by government and uh, tri- uh, tribal leaders? Uh, Maris, your response? I don't know the numbers offhand, but it's a significant amount, especially uh, in places like the Eastern Cape. A lot of land is still uh, held by tribal, tribal authorities. And uh, people who live on that land also don't have individual titles, so it's very difficult to develop the land or use it as collateral for loans and so on. All right, let's take Deboho uh, from Eastland. Uh, it's Orlando East. Good afternoon and welcome, Deboho. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm great, thank you. I'm good, thanks. You know, indeed, uh, land expropriation without compensation does threaten property rights. For instance, if they are trying to amend the constitution to have a constitution to really to say now it must be comp- uh, it must be without compensation, it means anything else other than property rights. Also, it means your car, your computer, anything that says property, because property is uh, anything that belongs to you, right? Uh-huh. So it means anything and everything could be taken away from you. And without compensation, so that's what they're trying to say to us. This is what, you know, I've never really been a fan of politics. But now, you know, I subscribe to the idea of land reform. Because I think that land reform is the best possible solution to this. The ANC failed time and time again to finance land reform. They've always been giving it little pieces of money to say, you can go ahead with the land reform here, here, and there. I think that one type of deed, one family. One family means ownership of the house, which means we're giving them instant land and instant property rights at that instance because they will get their title to title deed, meaning that they do own the property. So this land expropriation without compensation is a facade that the ANC and the EFS are perpetuating in society just to gain votes and just to gain something to say we are the ones who pioneered for land expropriation without compensation. And that would really, really out there to say to other voters, sure. don't, don't, don't go on the streamline. It's not the way.
got you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Teboho. And uh, Tando, Tando Wetu, um, Gamafu on Twitter says, your guest should uh, clarify as, um, to, as to who are the ordinary citizens uh, that he's referring to. Most people in this country do not have land. Um, and uh, further says, whose property rights? Uh, do we not have any property rights? Um, your response, Marius? Uh, well, the research we've done has shown that out of uh, all paid-off homes in South Africa, about 84% belong to black households. So to say that uh, people, uh, ordinary people don't own property in South Africa is incorrect, I think. Uh, as, as I say, we've, our research has shown that uh, it's in fact the majority of black people who own paid-off houses in South Africa. And... and... <laughs> Do they have title deeds, though? It's one thing to have a paid-off. I'll give an example, Maris, that when you live in Waterfall, uh, you can own your house, but as soon as you step outside your house, um, that land is owned by someone else. Well, land and property are in South African law the same thing. So if you own the house, you should own the land that it's on. Uh, when, we talk about prop- uh, when you talk about land in South Africa, uh, anything that's on top of it, including the buildings and so on, is in South African law the same thing. Okay, last tweet. Um, we have rightful owners and we have those that are not rightful owners. Um, it is actually those people's uh, property, uh, private property, uh, that is. Um, is that what you mean? Uh, can it be your private property when South Africa gets uh, this daily messages about uh, land being returned to rightful owners talking about land and not the property? And I guess, uh, you know, it's a repetition of what I've just asked you. Yeah, um, as I said, in South African law, land and property uh, and property on top of it are the same thing. So if expropriation without compensation as is currently envisaged comes to pass, mm. we would have to look at other your uh, property on top of the land would be under threat or South African property laws would have to change and be kind of like trying to unscramble an omelet, I think. All right, uh, contact details, where do we find, um, where do we contribute once again? Where do we find you? Uh, well, we are on uh, Twitter and Facebook, so if people want to make a comment, they can go there. But they can also go to our website, which is iwr.org.za, and they can, if they want to endorse their, our submission, they are welcome to. But as I said, people are also welcome to disagree with us. And But if uh, people do agree with our submission, they can uh, add their name to our submission, and uh, this will be all going to Parliament uh, at the end of next week. And we have until the 15th, you said. Yes, correct. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much, Maris, no uh, for joining us. Certainly an enlightening conversation. And I guess, um, you know, it's uh, required upon all of us uh, to just uh, play a part that you don't sit back and wonder what happened. Maris Rood, uh, representing the Institute of Race Relations, um, they launched a campaign to give uh, ordinary citizens uh, the opportunity to oppose government, uh, what they say is government's threat uh, to take away property rights. Uh, very interesting insight there uh, when uh, one of us said uh, property can mean your car. It can mean anything. Yeah.